one billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a Numenera actual play podcast. I'm Zan, and I'm your GM. Our episode is a little shorter this time around, but I promise there's no shortage of intriguing discoveries. Before we begin, I'd like to thank everyone who's been listening to our adventures as we've been navigating this whole podcast thing. If any of you loyal subscribers has a moment, we would greatly appreciate it if you could take the time to rate and review our show. It goes a long way in helping us get our name out and about. But, without further ado, welcome to our 10th episode. This time around, fears are discovered, sounds are altered, and some very perplexing things from the past are found. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallrin, and Jory continue to explore the imprinted echoes below Legam. So, you take a look at this control panel, and this is, although not identical to anything that you've seen before, familiar enough, maybe from the same era or age of something that you have worked with before, but with a... Uh, quick look at it, you're able to figure out which buttons do what. And with a quick tap on the keypad, you enter in what you believe to be the proper sequence of buttons and strokes. And there is kind of a whirring crunch. Oh, dear. What's wrong? Well, whatever I did, did something. But it doesn't hmm. sound like it did enough. There's also the possibility that this is so old that the mechanism has failed. That's more the feeling that you get. You get the feeling that you did everything correctly, but something on the mechanical end is not in proper condition. <sighs> okay. Well, so the door, does it look like it comes apart in the middle? It slides to one side. Okay. Can I get a grip on, like, one side of it? Can I, like, is there an edge there? Yeah, for sure. I'm going to try and just, like, Pull it the rest of the way, see if I can get it over whatever seems to be broken. Awesome. That'll be strength five. Okay. And again, if you want to apply any skills that you're trained in or a level of effort, you're welcome Yeah, I'm going to do a level of effort. So how much would that be from my pool to bring that down? I do have one edge. If you have edge in might, it will be two. And that eases it down to four? Correct. Okay. And this would be untrained? If you're not using a specific skill, yes. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to double check. That is... Wow, I can never roll well. In you are you are more than welcome to use actual dice if you'd like. No, it's fine. It's fine. I have rolled... I will, I will stick with somebody else doing the math. I do math for a living. Um, <laughs> it wasn't even that bad of a roll. I rolled a 10, so that is a failure. You're able to get your fingers in there and you give it one good heave and it does open, but like five, six inches. 
All right. Can I get a look inside then? See what's through the door? Absolutely. It is still dark on the other side, but you can kind of like stick your, maybe if you hold the glow globe out a little bit, you can see a little bit on the other side. It is a small room. Sure. That looks to have something circular and looks to have something shiny all around that circle. All right. All right. My dance has turned into like a getting ready to jog sort of (laughs) up, up, up with the knees and I'm just going to run at the door. Okay. (laughs) Using my walk through walls. Good. Oh, yeah. That's right. You can do that thing. And see what happens. (laughs) Good. Good. So you run at the wall. Mm-hmm. And for a split second, it looks like you hit it. Like the two of them, the, you know, Nehemiah and Smallrin, it looks like you just run smack dab into the wall. Ah! Dory! <laughs> but they realize after a second that you didn't really hit it. You're actually moving through it. Slowly. Because as per <laughs> the skill, you move through a solid barrier at one inch per round. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> So you are slowly passing your way through this barrier and kind of like, you know, ever so carefully like pushing through. And after after a minute-ish, you are able to get your entire body through that area. I would like to, to make it known that as I am passing through the door, I maintain that running position. <laughs> <laughs> so really what Good. this winds up looking like is you going into an anime slow-mo sequence. Yeah. Like you're running, you're running, you're running, and all of a sudden you just slow. Yep. But also in a very anime style, the rest of us are still moving it. And almost it's like, what the heck is going on? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Good. Once you get to the other side, you kind of rematerialize. You you become more corporeal again. Ooh. And a light pops on. Oh. Wow. And you can now see everything, and anyone who's looking through that gap in the door can also see everything. There is, it is indeed a circular room, probably about 10 feet across, and around the edge, save for where the door is, there's like a, a ledge, and then upon closer inspection, that shiny stuff that kind of cased the walls is glass, or synth glass in this case. Oh. Huh. Okay. Is there a, a, a panel on the door? On, on your side? side? Yes, there is. Okay, well, um, I might try to give it a shot over here, but if it's a mechanical issue, I doubt it will help. I can try, though. Go ahead and roll intellect with trained. This is a perception. Okay, difficulty? Two. Two. Success at a three? (laughs) Yes, because you're trained in it. Yeah, So you would only have to roll a three or better. Yeah, okay. It's pretty simple, uh, but... Next to the door, on the opposite side of the door where the control panel is, there is, looks to be a, a gearbox, maybe. Okay. So you can pry that open if you'd like. I'm going to do that. Sure. Yeah. You do that, and there are a couple of, like, belts and chains and things that look to have slipped out of alignment. Whew. Okay. I'm going to try to fit them where it looks like they were supposed to go. Being... Ever careful that I, it doesn't start to, like, move once I put things back together because I don't want to get my fingers crunched. Absolutely. Go ahead and make another level two intellect. Success! 19. Wonderful. So in addition to getting this back on, you actually realize that, like, one of the chains is a little bit, like, rusted and you pull out just a little bit of, like, grease 
that you had there because you you know you you salvage stuff all the time. So you had a little bit of like grease. You just rub it on the chain, and it's it starts going with its thing. And you hear, <laughs> and the door slides open. There we go. Ah, ah, it works. Hello. Now you are in this circular glass enclosed room. Huh. By all means, come in. Make yourselves at home. I tap the glass. It's glass. All right. <laughs> Do I see anything notably beyond the glass? It is actually more of that metal walling just a couple inches away. Huh. Any other, like, panels or like we saw in the other room? There is on that ledge, kind of in the center on the opposite side from the wall, there is another control panel. Okay. I'd like to check out that control panel. Sure. It's very similar to the one that was on the outside door. Seems to be something to control movement. I'd like to take a crack at it. Go ahead. Is this another difficulty five? Yes. Cool. I will spend another point of effort and use my espionage. Yes. Success with a ten. Takes you a minute, but you look at it a little bit without pressing anything, just kind of like thinking. You do a little bit of looking through notes and go... Oh, and press a button. You hear a whirring, and you start descending. <laughs> um, we're uh, in an um, elevator. Um, <laughs> what in the name of small room? What you do? Made it work. Apparently, Tim Gunn uh, would be so proud. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sit down. <laughs> we are moving. Are we going down or up? Down. Down? Looking down, considering that there is glass on all sides, is there glass below us? Like, can I see where we're going? There's not glass below you. It is a metal floor, okay. um, but there is glass all the way around. And as of right now, it's just more synth and metal. The occasional glowing node or wires and cables and things kind of embedded into the wall as you continue to descend. But right now, it's just kind of that. And you keep going for... Probably longer than you would expect, about a minute and a half, two minutes, before it kind of slows down and comes to a, like a floating stop. It doesn't feel like you hit anything. It feels like the lift stopped. Okay. All right. Is there a door? The door that was there previously had closed behind you, and now it opens back up. Okay. All right. Was Quick question. Was there music playing as we descended? <laughs> It was like very like a da 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 like a little bit of smooth jazz. Nice. No Weirdly enough, still girl from me, Panina. Yeah, <laughs> that carries through. That song is eternal. <laughs> what do we see outside the door? Right now, darkness. Okay, we hold up the glow globe. I yeah, I pass it up to them as I roll myself out of the door shakily. <laughs> is Jory afraid of falling? I, I apparently I'm afraid of something. Okay. Ooh, elevator. Very scared. Fair enough. You step out, and there is a... It's another tunnel, but less than a tunnel. It's more of a hallway. And it curves kind of to the right in a very slow arc. Again, synth and metal floors and walls. About a seven to eight foot tall ceiling. Shall we? All right. Into the unknown. As you're walking, it seems rather strange at first. So this is just continuing this curving hallway. Walk for a minute, two minutes, 
three minutes, and eventually you start seeing doors along either side. Not the same kind of door that was up above. These are a little simpler looking. They still each have a control panel to the right of them. It does not look as complex to any of you. I would like to use my natural uh, navigation abilities and Mm -hmm. kind of get an idea of um, if I were to be looking down um, on the orb above uh, and the surrounding area, where would we be underground in relation to all of that? Go ahead and make a intellect roll level four using your navigation. It would be a level three. Okay. Fail. I'm lost. <laughs> roll to three. You are able to figure out enough that you are probably at least somewhere underneath the village at large. You're not quite sure exactly where that might be. Okay. But you can at least figure out that. You've traveled enough in two directions now that you are probably underneath the village somewhere. Okay. You said the panel looks a little simpler? Yes. I'll go ahead and try a crack at that. Sure. This one's going to be a level four intellect. Okay. Can I burn some points to ease that up a little bit? Sure. Do you have edge and intellect or no? I do not. Then it'll be three points out of your pool. Okay. Success with an 11. You remember the kind of finger patterns that Smallren had done on these panels. You're like, I can give this a go. You go up to one of these doors, kind of do the similar button pressing sequence, and the door does slide open again with that kind of whirring sound as it does so. I did it. And you look inside. It looks to be a living quarters. Huh. Recently inhabited? Hard to say at first glance. It's very clean. There's a cot to one side and a dresser-like piece of furniture again all kind of made out of synth the cot is very threadbare it doesn't look that like it was cloth necessarily possibly again some kind of synth but well worn and and hasn't been used for probably quite some time no one's inhabited this for a good long while hard to say exactly how far back smaller and immediately starts going through the door drawers of the dresser i'll take a sit down on the cot sure you sit down on the cot and just kind of looking around, you it it creaks and it's not particularly comfortable at this point. But you look underneath and you find a small lockbox. Small Rin, as you are looking through the dresser, you find a couple of ciphers. You find adhesion clamps and an eagle's eye. What you find is a small injector so this is something that you would inject into yourself and it's labeled it, it says far-seeing and you you know this to be something that's commonly known as an eagle eye it grants you the ability to see 10 times as far for one hour so go ahead and roll a d6 so we can figure out the level of that one <laughs> it's a level mm-hmm. one eagle eye and the adhesion clamps They are gloves with little suction cups at the end, and it allows for automatic climbing of any surface, even horizontal ones, for 20 minutes. Mm. Wow. I'm already carrying two ciphers. So we have the ability here to uh, look through what you guys have and trade things out, or again, people can roll to hold more ciphers than their limit allows and risk the cipher danger chart <laughs> so as smaller is looking through that nehemiah you look at this lockbox and it's not 
a particularly strong lockbox, you actually just muscle it open. No, I was going to say, like, I pop my knife in there and just, yeah, you just kind of get it into the the crack of the lid and just, you monster. There's little flowers all over it. Probably some little girl's jewelry box. She, how else can I find this? Find her to give him back to her. Uh, You open it up and you find a couple of like what was might be money they're not shins but Mm. it looks like coinage of some sort probably from long ages past Mm -hmm. and a very fragile notebook whoa i very daintily open it it is written in a language that you have never seen before Ah, so cool this is, this is fake. This can't be real. What do you think that is there? This, I mean, easily several thousand, if not more, years old. Oh, wow. I, I very gently close the book back up, put it back inside the box. I'll wrap it up with like a bandage or something and attach it to my side. Okay. So you keep that with you then. Mm-hmm. Jory, was there anything you were looking at? Anything else that's kind of around the edges of the room? Uh, any other bits of furniture or there is a There's a small, like, end table or nightstand that's kind mm. of next to the cot. And on that is a metal frame okay. that looks to have some sort of screen on it. Hmm. Okay. I'll look around for a button or something to push or move yeah for sure there's like a little button on the back and you press it i press it and it the screen flickers a little bit if this if this is how i die Uh, (laughs) (laughs) flickers a little bit and it's kind of a situation where you know how like a flashlight looks really dim when the batteries are super duper low Mm -hmm. it's kind of the situation you have here so it, it flickers to life very dimly but you see a very faint image of a person and maybe a young person as well eh. so two two humanoids and the closer you look at it they might not be humans mm-hmm. it's hard to tell with how dim it it looks but it is definitely like Bipedal, two arms, humanoid esque. Look, look, look what I found. This can't this is, be uh, real. It's who who either lived here or somebody that they cared about. I would imagine. <sighs> or or pets? Probably not. <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope not. I yeah. really hope no one was keeping humanoids as pets. I offer the lockbox for Joy to put the frame in if they want. Will it fit? Yes, it will. Okay. Um. Okay. All right. Um. It doesn't seem to be attached to anything, does it? Is it just sitting on top? It's just sitting on top. Okay. I, I will. I will turn it back off, lest we waste the batteries. 
I have added the USB picture frame into the lockbox. <laughs> well done. You caught my reference. Yay. Of course. It's oh, great. wait. We, we didn't watch it long enough to see if it did like an elaborate to fade goals? to another yeah. picture. It, it did not. It only had, Star wipe. It only had the one picture in there. 1998 Windows Movie Maker style. <laughs> Oof. That's a throwback. Uh, oh, my. Something. Well, this starts off with a Cambria title. Yeah. <laughs> Sass it down. Well, geez, I bet all of these rooms have stuff like this. I'm sure they do. Oh, what by the this? way, I found a few things and I can't carry all of it. <laughs> I would like to hang on to these gloves, but if anyone would like one of the other ciphers that I had already, or and or this eagle's eye injector if i carry any more ciphers i'm going to turn into a ball of flame so probably not same (laughs) what did you used to have because maybe i'd set something down but i kind of like my stuff i've grown attached to it (laughs) i have well this one i want to keep this blinking cipher, but I have something called a machine control implant. When activated, the cipher splits into two pieces. One is affixed to a Numenera device and the other to a character. The character can then use their mind to control the device at long range, bidding it to do anything it could do normally. Thus, a device could be activated or deactivated, and a vehicle could be piloted. The control lasts for 10 minutes per cipher level. It is a level four so 40 minutes once the device is chosen it can't be changed hmm i i think i'm okay but thanks i mean if we leave stuff in this room chances are we can just come back and fetch it later if we really needed to maybe possibly everyone looks significantly at the gm (laughs) (laughs) there is always the possibility that you can come back here or the possibility of a massive cave-in and all of your things are lost forever. No. I, I was going to say, there, there's there's always the possibility, but not the guarantee. Yeah. That's fair. So yes, if no one wants any of these things, then I'm going to leave the machine control implant and the eagle's eye here. And I'm going to hold on to the adhesion clamps because I want to be able to climb walls. There's not a whole lot else in this room. Any decoration or anything, or is it pretty barren? No, it's it's pretty minimalist. Okay. Is there uh, another door out on, like, uh, or is the door that we came in the only one that we can see? After you, if you go back out into the hallway, you see kind of like a series of doors along this hallway. Okay. But the room, the room didn't have another one, right? No, the room did oh, okay. not. Okay. Do we uh, maybe want to get some help? I see... Yeah. I'm thinking we can, uh, like, keep going. It's just at some point we're probably going to want to go and get, like, Rufus or somebody. Yeah. Well, I say, not that I'm the end-all be-all, but what if we take a look down the hallway? Because my guess Mm -hmm. is that the rest of these are going to be kind of the same. Sure. And see if there's anything significantly different or some kind of danger up ahead. Mm -hmm. Take this. So I'd agree. There were people living here. They were living here for a reason. I guess we keep on going down the hallway. Okay. Are you just traveling down the hallway and not looking in any of the other rooms? Just wanted to make sure of that. No, I think maybe maybe if we look up and down 
first and just see and then maybe go back um we, we don't have to do that just a thought I think that we just forge ahead. We, we're looking to see if there's anything different from these plain doors that clearly lead to some sort of living quarters. So as you continue along, you see about six more doors all along the outside, along the left uh, of this curve as it goes around. They all seem to be relatively identical. The only differences you see are in condition. Some of them look uh, maybe a hair more worn down than the others or in better condition but uh, you continue around the curve and as you do you start hearing some sounds these very faint ghostly voices just kind of whispering and it's not intelligible it's not something that you're able to put your finger on in terms of exactly what they might be saying but they are voices nonetheless just kind of like ever so faintly ringing in your ears as you continue on somebody what? else hearing things it's, yeah mm-hmm. oh. I thought you were gonna say no <laughs> I wish um, alright but- let's let's keep this going okay just- Carefully, the closer quietly. we get to them, the more likely it is they're saying something useful. <laughs> or That's fair. Warning us of impending thrashing. Or that. Either way, stay behind me. Let's keep going. You stay behind me. Who's to say you? <laughs> He's the one with the sword I... spear, Jory. I've got a staff. Okay, di- wrong, wrong place. Wrong place. Let's. Uh, okay, yes. Let's link place arms, shall we? And just go as one big strip of people. Considering I'm wearing forearm blades, I don't think that's the best idea. Let's that's a bad time for all of us. Okay, okay, okay. Especially I'll if I'm in the middle. I just keep moving forward. Yeah, I yeah. cross my arms and walk. <laughs> <laughs> Is Jory pouting? A little bit. You're not going to be able to wield your staff with your arms crossed. I'll uncross them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Whew. You continue forward. These voices echoing in your ears. The hallway continues to curve, but the doorways stop. Based on kind of where you guys think you started, think if this were to form a circle, you've gone about halfway around at this point. If this were to, like, if the curve were to continue as a circle. And you reach a, a staircase that goes down. And all this time, it's been pretty dark. The only light really coming from your jerry-rigged glow globe um, jory rigged um does it look like jory rigged yes jory rigged oh, well yes. done chase yes perfect. new phrase jory rigged <laughs> sorry did you just say snailed I it say snailed it suru does it look like the the staircase follows the same curvature as as the the hallway does or does it actually straighten out it does follow the curvature, but okay. then it like it hits. If if you you take a couple steps down just to look a little farther, there's a landing that then goes farther to the right, so almost like into the curve. Okay, okay, I see. At a, a so more sh- a sharp angle. right, right. Yes, so if okay. you were if you were following the curve around, it then kind of like goes in mm-hmm. towards the center of where that curve might be. 
guys, we're inside a giant shell. I figured it out. Huh. No, I'm just kidding. I, Honest, I mean, honestly, that's as good as an uh, idea as anybody else I've heard. I mean, yeah. just this is this is out of my wheelhouse. I am going to use a GM intrusion here. Uh-oh. Hmm. The glow globe starts to sputter. Oh, uh, no. And flash, and it goes out. Uh, this okay. is for Jory. Oh. Yes. If you have an XP, you are welcome to refuse this. You okay. can use it one XP to say, no, I don't want this intrusion to happen. If you do not have an XP, you must just accept the intrusion. I think I spent it. Okay. <laughs> so if, if you... that counts, I'm guessing when yes. we got stuff at the beginning. Okay. Yes. So okay. you now get one XP. Okay. And you have one to give to someone else. And and I have one to give some, mm-hmm. somebody else? Mm-hmm. So you um, have one for yourself and one you yeah. get to award to another player. Um, uh, um, Nehemiah, I guess. I don't know. All right. I'm just wild stab. I will take it kindly. All right. So the glow globe sputters and the illumination leaves the area. As that happens, not only... Do the ghostly voices continue? But Jor, you you kind of call out in in surprise when this happens, and you say the words, "What's happening?" And you feel your mouth make those words, and you don't hear them until two seconds later. Uh, what's happening? <laughs> what I say it again? Same thing, and as. You're because you guys can't see a whole lot right now. Give me a second. I just realized that I think each of you has a pack of some sort, and I don't remember what. I just looked that that up. I have an explorer's pack, and I have two minor glow globes inside. Perfect. I have an explorer's pack as well. Okay, so so you guys, you one of you. So I rummage in mine. I remember that I have this thing. You bring it out, and as as you do, you realize that the same thing had been happening. To you, you were talking under your breath, Smalt, and it wasn't as loud as Jory. But you did realize that you were hearing your own voice later than when you were speaking. And you shake the glow globe and activate it kind of like a glow stick. You know, you crack it and shake it. You shake it, you know, kind of like squish it and shake it. And the glow globe pops on. Your voices, for what you can tell, return to normal. Hmm. What? Light affects sound down here or something like that. I don't know. Sure. Why not? Why not? Can we turn that light off really quick and then perform like an experiment? Or is it kind of stuck on? Um, my understanding of a glow globe is that once activated, it just goes. That's that's. Fine. I don't think I you... can turn it off and then on again. You can't turn it off and then on again, but theoretically, you each probably have a couple of these with the explorers pack, so you could break it. Or could we? We hide could just it? like hide it. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, I, I, I take out the lockbox. Oh, ah, there okay. we go. Careful of that notebook. It's older than everybody we've ever met combined. <laughs> shut it. And the light goes out. Who says ah. so? I'm speaking into the darkness. And as you say that sentence, Jory, the last little bit of it is kind of cut off. I don't know if you guys have ever tried this. There was a like an app years ago that would actually play your own voice back to you on like a one second delay. Once you start saying something and you're speaking over your own words as you hear them, it becomes very hard to communicate. So the first three or four words come out clear as a bell. 
But then once you start hearing the delayed replay of your own voice, you can't quite get the words out mm -hmm. the way you intend them to. And it becomes a little garbled. But the delay is there again. Huh. Does anything feel differently? Like if I can feel the wall and the staircase beneath my feet and anything, does it? No, nothing feels different. It's still the same kind of cold synth and metal structure. Okay. Well, it is a light thing. Smallrin reaches up and kind of just puts fingers in both her ears and like tries to plug her ears up and then mm -hmm. says something, says a sentence to see if she can prevent herself from becoming confused by blocking her hearing. You are able to, to a point, it's not fully blocked, it's muffled, so it does help. Uh, it doesn't completely confuse you, but it still is weird because normally, and I'll just say that at least you know this, if anyone else wants to say they know this too, that's fine. You can hear yourself in your own head. You know, the, the, the resonance of your own voice echoes in your skull. Mm. So that's usually how you hear yourself. So even the resonance is delayed. Yeah. We. All right. This is bizarre and freaky. I take the light back out, okay. but I don't know if we're getting much farther just hanging around here. Yeah. Does the the voices go back then? They I'm do. Guessing. The light okay. comes out and the voices return to normal. There is no more delay. I'd like to look around a bit while the light's out and see if there's anything that looks like is producing this type of darkness. Like maybe it's a, it's not just the absence of light, but there's something else. You do not see anything directly in this area. Okay. But that is not a bad hypothesis. Okay. I share that idea with my companions. <laughs> All right. I think... Uh, I, I... So th th there is only one way ahead, right? Correct. All right. Let's, uh, let's keep chugging. Let's see what's going on. Okay, a little bit further. At least see what's the bottom of the stairs, maybe, and um, if it looks too dangerous, we can backtrack. You come to the bottom of the stairs, and as I said, it kind of turned, so it's going, like, to the inside of the curve, and get to the bottom of the stairs. At the bottom of the stairs, you do see a device of some sort that looks to be a sphere encased in a canister that is probably about three feet tall and maybe 18 inches in diameter. It's kind of like in a, like a holder or like a port of some sort that is not glowing necessarily, but it, it is giving off a very faint hum. And near it, you see what looks to be Ooh. a, almost like yeah. a stingray, kind of upright. It is golden and has these, uh, very intricate kind of like swirls and curves around where the top of it might be. Uh, so it, it's like kind of stingray, like floating upright if the eyes were at the top and a swirling kind of stinger-like tail at the end. And there is this electricity kind of buzzing around. It. And this thing is just kind of hovering around this canister with a sphere in it. Uh, and as you approach it, it kind of like turns towards you and the 
uh, electricity and energy kind of like flows a little more out from it. While it was very interested in whatever it was focused on a moment ago, it is now much, much more interested in you. Again, anyone who's felt they've been in a ruins before, I'm going to have you roll a level three intellect test to see if you can figure out what this is. All right, I will roll. I will also roll. Success in an 18. Failure at a six. Failure at a five. Okay, this is fun. Jory, you as a delve, your shtick is finding Numenera. You go into places to find stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And you recognize this creature as a Faradoc. This is a creature that would hunt like an animal of prey, but it is not drawn to anything that is like, it's not wanting to like eat a creature or, or anything like that. It is hungering for energy and ciphers and artifacts anything rich in Numenera technology. And you have seen these things deal a nasty, fiery energy blast to people before. A lasting, fiery blast. What, what typically sets them off? Are they territorial? Do I know that? Either way, I'm probably going to start to back up. They will attack if they're hungry and if you are carrying things that are rich in Numenera energy. Oh no. So okay. do oh, that's you... our thing. <laughs> let's um let's back up. Yep. Let's back up. I know what this is, and um let's just slowly back away. No subtle all right. stru- you know, movements, just keep it all nice and easy. Okay. As you back up, this creature kind of almost like Seems to be making a decision, like, do I follow these things that have tasty stuff on them, or do I stay here with this tasty-looking thing? And it turns towards you and starts advancing up the stairs with you, and as it does so, two more come Uh, out from the outer edges of that area where the canister was and start advancing up the stairs toward you. I'm going to make a calculated risk. I'm going to take the the dissonance cube. Uh And I'm going to just set it on the ground in front of me and continue to back away. Are you... Maybe buying us a little bit of time. Are you activating it or just leaving it for them? Just leaving it. Okay. I'm leaving it. I'm hoping that they go for the Numenera energy. Okay. If not, I have another idea, but it's going to get things real spicy real quick. Okay. You set the dissonance cube on the ground. And these Faradox kind of like huddle around it. And as they do so, crackling energy that's coming off of them kind of courses into the dissonance cube and it looks as though they're like siphoning energy off of it and and the dissonance cube kind of starts to almost disintegrate and you guys are able to make your way back up the stairs at least briefly i lean back go 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 all right um as we are retreating up the stairs i would like then to move how how far have we come past the the doors the staircase was probably about 200 feet-ish. It pr- probably took you like four or five minutes to get to the staircase from the doors. All right. Um, And that was just walking carefully and slowly. 
So I would like to try running carefully and slowly. <laughs> okay. Less There's... than slowly. Um, <laughs> but once once we are out of like out of the staircase, and I would hope out of eyesight, I guess, since Nehemiah managed to distract them, however briefly, I would like to move quickly back in the direction of the doors. I have an mm-hmm. idea. Okay. okay. You start making your way back up the stairs. That kind of like, that crackling energy coming off the Faradox kind of like, now that you have left the light kind of, echoing in that delayed fashion as you continue running up the stairs and back towards the doors, um, hoping and praying that they aren't going to be following you when they are done dismantling that cipher. Game. Thank you so much for listening to episode 10 of Imprinted Echoes. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you'll find the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website at imprintedechoes.com. You can also find our hosts on Twitter, myself at Covered and Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. You can also check out our network, Ghostlight Media, which you can find at ghostlightmedia.net. There you can find links to all the other podcasts in our absolutely awesome collective, merchandise, and our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And on that note, I would like to thank our patrons Jeremy, Shogun, and Kim for their support. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you'll come back in two weeks to hear another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Pat Mahood. Original show theme music by Justin Longacre. This is a Ghostlight Media production.